There's only one place to start this week, and it's with this. It's taken away from her by Jess Carter. She's still going. She's got Ellen White to her right. She's under pressure from Christensen, and oh. she looks for Emma Follis, who's through. And that's oh, a goal, and it's a great goal. goal. Counter-attack, that was. Wow, counter-attack at its best. That was an excellent, excellent goal. Jess Carter worked so hard to get that ball up the pitch under a lot of pressure from Izzy Christensen. And it was... They've given it to Ellen White. She must have got a touch in at the end line. Oh, another goal for Ellen. Been really impressed with Birmingham City tonight. The final whistle goes. And it's 2-0 to Birmingham City. A great result for them. They have beaten the league leaders, Manchester City. That was the fantastic girls on the ball there from last night's Facebook Live commentary of the win over Manchester City. Welcome everyone to Great Since 68, the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies podcast. It is episode 22 and our final one before the international break. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined as always by Chris Pugh. I imagine like every other Birmingham City fan today, Chris, you're still buzzing. Yeah, absolutely, Craig. Yes, difficult one to come down from. It was a fantastic night, but before that we take a look back at the weekend's defeat to Manchester City in the FA Cup. It was a one-all going into extra time. Alan White cancelling out Nadia Nadim's opener for City. Substitutes Claire Emsley and Georgia Stanway both scored in extra time to progress to the next round. I spoke to manager Mark Skinner and began by talking about how games like this on Sunday are the best way for the teams to improve. We always play well against Manchester City, but for me, when we... We've got to turn that around where we talk about them being the top team. Why are they they're the top team? Because the the finance and backing that they've got and they've got a good coach who coaches them and they've got some really good experienced players. How do our girls get experience by playing against them? So all the things where they face difficult times like this will build them for their momentum of what they want to do when they're when they're at their age and that's what we've got to do. We've got to build a team who we don't look at Manchester City as up there and out of our reach we've got to challenge them on whatever we do find your resources to challenge the best that's what we've got to do the attacking play clicked today it was night and day from when we played Chelsea we were passing them around Man City at times and we had a good portion of the game in control and we could have could have got a better result today absolutely we should have got a better result if I'm being honest um, but those are the key moments with the with, as I say the experienced players that they have they take their key moments and we, we will take them we'll be in that position just didn't perform last week so in comparison we weren't good enough last week whereas today we're, we're a bit more like us that's what I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, we're a little bit more like us and that's how I want my teams to play fluid lines keeping people guessing where we're gonna play and because I think football's too static at times and I think that if we get it right you'll see a lot more of what we've done today we see their consistency we train it they've got to keep doing it so yeah I'm happy with it overall you talk about the way you want to play. Um, today, was that just a glimpse of what you want to see, Absolutely. the passing around? Absolutely. It's about being composed. The one thing you can't give to players is the composure time that they need. We train that all the time. We try and, try and angles where you receive, how you receive, which channels on the pitch to receive and how it will exploit their, each line of their attack. We go into so much depth. But it's the girls actually then, the human, performing that skill. And the more they do it, the more they do it under pressure situations, the more in the future they're just going to be able to, and it becomes habit. We're creating habits here, and that's what we're going to wait for. That's what will come out in the future. And despite losing today, what can you say about this game? Probably going to be like walking football, to be honest. It's probably going to be at that tempo. So what I'd like to say is that we'll go at them again on Wednesday. And look, at some point, our luck will turn within these games and we'll get the result that we deserve. Let's see what Wednesday brings. 
You went to see the development squad last week. Is there anyone who impressed you in particular? Absolutely. I'm really, really pleased with the girls that are coming through. Um, a couple of standouts, uh, Heidi Logan and, and Shania Hale stood out in, in the game and didn't get to see Fran Stenson for long enough because she was injured, but um, I'm hoping that they'll play part before the end of the season. Thanks to Mark once again and, and a shout out to fellow journalist Grace Chirumanzu for asking the question about Wednesday's game too. We saw on Sunday, Chris, that Birmingham playing the ball around against Manchester City with such composure. I know some fans were hesitant when Mark talked about changing the way we played from our time under David Parker, but it appears there are early signs that Mark's approach is slowly coming to the surface. There definitely has been a changing of the ways, really, in terms of the way we play. And, you know, we like to keep the ball and we want to control the game. You know, we want to have a lot more possession than the opposition. But I think on Sunday... It was the first time we actually saw it and for me I thought the first time that we went toe to toe with with a big team in, in that division one of the top two and actually probably outperformed them probably should have won it in in normal time really in hindsight the way we play the way we set up and you know the way we try and get the ball down and and like I say control control the game and, and not let our way of play be dominated by the opposition. And Sunday was the first time I've seen that in fruition against one of the top two. Yeah, exactly. For the first time, I, I could see it really clicking, the things that have been... We saw glimpses in other games, but it was the first one where it all came together. Just the result didn't go our way that day. The opening goal was fortunate for City. Izzy Christensen's free kick was deflected towards goal by Keris Harrop. She forced a good save from Ann-Katrin Berger in goal, only for Nadia Dadeem to pounce on the rebound. It was a tough one to take, Chris. Yeah, not a lot had happened, really, up until then. You know, City were happy to, to have the ball at the back and, you know, we were we were pressing them quite high and there weren't really any uh, clear-cut chances coming in and it's, it's disappointing to concede from a set-piece with the with the quality of defenders we've got. Unfortunately, it's bounced off Keris and, and Anne's made a good save, but she couldn't push it far enough away and Nadim's the first one to react. When you go 1-0 down against someone like Man City, normally it's close the floodgates and make sure you don't get battered, but obviously, as we'll discuss, it didn't turn out that way. Ellen White then equalised before the break. A superb pass from Charlie Wellings over the top allowed Ellen White to round Ellie Roebuck and finish into the goal. Very confident finish. Every team gets their injuries in the season, but you know, for someone like Ellen to have been out for for as long as she was for us at the start of the season, you know, I think she she got three and two in the first two games, and then she gets injured. But obviously, since she's come back, we've we've seen the the goals that she's scoring. A very confident striker. As soon as she goes through one on one, you're expecting the ball to hit the back of the net, which. You know, must be an amazing feeling for for the players as well as the fans. You know, if if you set Ellen away, there's there's a very strong chance that that it's going to be a goal. And like you say, she gave Roebuck the eyes and and took it round her and, and and put it in the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And it's for someone who over the over the years hasn't been considered a prolific striker. She's really finding goals this season, and it might be just the way we're playing is getting the best out of her. I think she's flourishing. Um, she feels um, a sense of pride leading the line. You know, she's she's got a role in that team. That you know, she she leads the line up front. She's the she's the focal point of our attack, and she you know she's got young players. She, you know, Charlie Wellings alongside her, and and Emma Follis has come into the side and. You know, obviously Rachel's been there and, and done that as well. But, you know, she's I think she's relishing the, the position that she's got up front. 
she's really enjoying her football, I think, and 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 the goals are coming. If we can keep creating chances for her and she can keep scoring goals, then she's going to keep enjoying her football even more and, and things are probably going to get just better. Let's hope so. And in the game in the second half, it continued to be one of the, the most exciting games we've seen this season at Damson Park. A golden chance for Blues came in the second half when Rachel Williams bared down on goal from the angle. She unselfishly played the ball across the goal, taking it past Roebuck in the process, but no one was there to follow up Chris. Moments like that change games, and perhaps Williams will look back on that one and say she might have scored for herself. When Blues play Man City, there's normally one or two chances where you think, oh, if that would have gone in things would have been so much different and goals change games and if Rachel decides to to pull the trigger and and put that one away you know it it changes the complexity of the game I think Emma Follis went had a shot which was just dragged wide as well unfortunately and you have those moments against against teams like Man City and and they've got to be taken because you're not going to get you're not going to get dozens of chances against them and and like you say, unfortunately, it just didn't fall for us on Sunday. No, it was just one of those days like the League Cup final and obviously the FA Cup final, which is a bit yeah. more, more more to some extent in that one. The action continued into extra time and it was Stanway who beat Berger to give City the lead once more. Birmingham continued to push, though, and Charlie Wellings was denied a superb goal by Roebuck in the second half of extra time. Her shot from, I reckon, about 25 yards flew towards the bottom corner, only for Roebuck to turn it onto the post. You were behind the goal, Chris. How close was it from your point of view? Oh, it was in all the way. <laughs> you know, um, watching it, it's, it's it's nestling in that bottom corner beautifully, and she, you know she struck it well. And the thing, the crazy thing was, it felt like Roebuck didn't move for ages. You know, she was she was obviously weighing up. At what point she had to dive, and in the end, she's got down well and tipped it onto the post, and and it's. And it's gone away from goal, but um, from where we were, it looked like it was in all the way. And then, and then Roebuck dies last minute and and gets a gets a hand to it to prevent it going in. And, and like you say, that goes two two, and then and, and and the momentum swings again. But unfortunately, you know, like I said, the, we didn't quite get the rub of the green in terms of the chances we had on Sunday. Obviously, City City put it away at the end of extra time then. Now on to the big one then, Chris. Now on to Wednesday's superb 2-0 win over Manchester City in our final league game before the international break. Ellen White scored twice to give Blues a fantastic victory. Chris spoke to her following the game, and this is what she had to say. Ellen, obviously a massive, brilliant team performance from the disappointment of Sunday to tonight. How must that be feel? Yeah, obviously we're, we're delighted to, to have changed the result around, to be honest. We're, we're delighted with the high level of performance that we put in, our work rate, the tempo that we showed, and to prove that Man City are beatable as well. So, um, yeah, we're delighted. Obviously, I wish it a little bit was the other way around in the yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're really delighted to, to keep that performance for this game as well as it was on Sunday obviously the result didn't reflect our performance but I thought we played really well um, and we showed that again tonight so we've got to keep that consistency of our performances throughout the rest of the season and try and get as many points as we can now Is that the focus? Obviously yeah. you know we've we, we've come so close against yeah. Man City in the past and, yeah. and big teams we've put in good performances yeah. but not got the result yeah. tonight we've you know we've stamped our, our mark on the league really we've shown that we can beat these teams that's, that's the key now to go forward Yeah I think it's, it, gets, it gets a bit boring doesn't it of people just going oh yeah you know 
we're, we're so close yeah. you know we could have beaten them you know we played so well we just didn't quite do it so it gets quite frustrating and you know we wanted to prove that tonight it, it, it really hurt losing on Sunday in the FA Cup um, because of the performance we put in we we're really proud of it so we wanted to show again tonight that we can put in a performance and win and beat them and get a clean sheet mm. so um, hopefully this can propel us in, for the rest of the season get as many points on the board climb the table as high as we can and end the season on a bit of a high so that that's our main priority now yeah we've said on the podcast before about you know that it's the mindset of fans and players yeah. that you know oh we've got Man City coming up so it doesn't necessarily matter if we lose actually no. over 210 minutes against yeah. these now from a fan's perspective I think we've be, we've battered them yeah. you know, we, we've shown that <laughs> to, a, to a player tonight we were better than them 1-11 to and, and from a fan's perspective that's brilliant to see and from the group of players as well that must be a real big boost yeah no I appreciate that I, obviously we, we want to do well for our fans and we appreciate all their support and their dedication to come watch us in the freezing cold yeah. Um, but yeah we, we want to prove to fans and to everyone that you know these teams are beatable you know we don't have they're very privileged obviously to have the money we'd love that yeah. but you know we work hard and we, we die for the cause on that pitch and we love playing for Birmingham and we'll do anything and everything to get three points so um, hopefully that showed again tonight that we will be high tempo working hard and hopefully finishing lots of goals so that's um that's good and you know we're delighted and hopefully you know get more fans back and be excited by Birmingham and by playing against top teams and, and thinking right we, they could do something yeah you know we can actually get three points here today and be excited by what we do on the pitch yeah uh, from from your perspective obviously you've got the two goals tonight <laughs> yeah leading the line up front you know you've got Rachel Williams supporting you um and Charlie Wellings yeah. as well alongside you you've got the goals um but Everybody's work oh, yeah. right, as you said, was magnificent, and you know it must be it must be a big point for for you to 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 show these girls that you know this is the way forward, and with you leading the line, it's a big big boost for you as well. Do you know when I came, I, I was excited by the talent that's in this squad, and you know the girls are proving how talented they are yeah. and you know how hard we work in training and, and trying and proving that bringing that to fruition actually on the pitch so you know we've got fantastic players even like the you know Aoife running the back line you know, yeah. had an outstanding game with Jess again mm. Marissa in midfield you know what I mean Emma Charlie like you said Rach Williams Anne in goal like yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah, but that's the whole point isn't it you're, you're virtually naming the 11 there and, and that's testament to the way we 100% and even the only subs that came on as well they worked the soccer off so you know I'm really proud to, to be in this squad to, to be you know like you said leading the line and, and you know getting on the end and, and scoring yeah. goals as well but you know credit to everyone else everyone we, we put in you know a tough shift we've played 120 minutes and played another 90 mm. in, in a few days so um fair play to everyone we, we we really i think we deserve that three points yeah definitely and final one from me phil neville watching us for the first time tonight obviously you got selected for for the she Belize cup which will hopefully be a bit warmer than than <laughs> well, the games here <laughs> I hope so. um, but you know a, a mention like you say you you mentioned them as well Aoife and jess probably a little bit unfortunate to miss out but obviously you know, Phil must have been impressed with what he saw from those tonight. Yeah, definitely. I think they just got to keep working hard. You know, keep performing at a high level, and we've got to keep working hard for each other on the pitch and, and trying to get the performances and the wins under our belts. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'm I'm delighted to be selected for yeah. England and, and can't wait for the shoe believes now. You can hear the joy in her voice there, Chris, and it appears the pressure of being the marquee player in our squad isn't phasing her, but rather it's making her raise her game week in, week out. Like we said earlier, I, th- I think she's relishing it. Um, you know, when she came in, we had a young squad, and I think that that idea of being the focal point and being the the, the big name player to 
to get these young players into a position where they're challenging at the top end of the table. I think that was sold to her by Mark. You know, that's 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 the way he got her in. You know, to we want you to to help us get to the level we want to be at. Her work rate, you know, for someone who's had all these England caps, won trophies galore in in the past. You know, played at Champions League football with Arsenal and and this that and the other. Um, you know, her work rate is outstanding, and for for everybody else in the team to look forward and see the effort she's putting in. There's no excuse why they don't either. No, absolutely. And for someone who played 210 minutes and const- and she was still running at the end of the second yeah. game is ridiculous. And for someone who's known for a work rate, obviously, for England, and perhaps she doesn't get the plaudits she deserves when she plays for England because there's people who score more goals than her, like Jodie Taylor and, and the likes of her. But Ellen White's really this proving this season that she's got the goals in her. And having scored seven goals in eight games, just as you said earlier in the show just what she could have achieved if she hadn't been out injured. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you make a good point that I think I think she's labelled as, as a workhorse. You know, that's her reputation for, from people who don't see her week in, week out. You know, I think during the Euros, she was predominantly used out wide left and, you know, not as the, as the main striker, if you like. And I think that's because her work rate is so good that, you know, people underestimate her ability as a striker and as a finisher. But she scored three goals in two games against one of the best sides in Europe this week. Her finishing ability has, has shone through. And I think just, just generally, you know, every bit of her game, her hold-up play is, is outstanding. She's really encouraging to the rest of the side. She's driving them forward, getting them going. Um, and, and she's a massive, massive part of our team. Yeah, absolutely. And she did it in front of Phil Neville as he finally makes the journey over to watch us at home at Downson Park. Obviously, he got to see what Aoife Mannion and Jess Carter can do and the likes of Meg Sargent, who obviously had to go off injured. But he's, he's getting the first look at what, what could be in the future, Chris. And hopefully after the She Believes Cup, maybe one or two will get a chance. What do you think? Obviously, this is the, the the first time he's seen us live. and I don't know who he's earmarked and who he's seen and who's impressed him, but I'm telling you, the the way they played last night, no way would he have gone away from there without earmarking a lot of that blue side. You know, Jess was outstanding on the right hand side. Her energy levels, her pace was was fantastic. Um, Aoife does what Aoife does week in week out. She's she's solid. She's reads the game really well. Her confidence on the ball, everything about her, you know. We're playing Man City, and we're we're not up against you know poor teams. We're we're up against the best in Europe, and and these girls have for, uh, over 120, and then 90 minutes on on Wednesday, they've shown that they're more than a match for Man City. And I think, like you say, Jess and Eva in particular, their their calls and their hopefully a long run in the England squad can't be far away now. Let's hope not. And Chris also spoke to Mark Skinner about the possibility of our players going to play for England eventually, as well as the game. And this is his thoughts on that. And we're here for the Great Since 68 podcast with victorious manager Mark Skinner. Mark, after Sunday's events, how pleasing was that for you? I think the result's really pleasing. I think the performance, more than anything, you know, because everyone will reference a result, brilliant. And I always want to win. Whether we've lost games before, I always want to win. But for me, I think we've shown a tide of a psychological change in the girls. That actually, you can take on top teams with good performances. 
Birmingham of old have usually been a team where you sit back and hope for a counter. We're trying to control the pitch and that's the way you've got to beat these teams. You've got to do something different. And I think that the, the energy levels of the girls, considering they played 120 minutes just three days ago, is really, really exciting. I changed one player in my starting lineup, and then, you know, and a special mention to Paige Williams, who came on, has been out for a while, and this was, it was great in the second period, and she's had to wait a turn, and it's not been easy. But overall, what to performance result came from the performance. Let's make no bones about it. Yeah, I'm sure. You obviously, you heard us beyond the goals. Uh, yeah, the fans obviously they, they give a lift to the players, but also we we feed off the players as well. And from a fans' perspective, I have to say, for 210 minutes against one of the best sides in Europe, we've gone toe to toe with them. And actually, I think tonight we've we've reached that point like you said we've we've we went above them today we were yeah. we were better than them yeah. to a person on yeah. that pitch today well they were walking at the end they couldn't run yeah. they didn't have anything left and i think our girls were still yes we've had to defend of course you can yeah. have to they've got to come for it but i just want to say thank you to all the fans because sometimes i don't i don't necessarily use social media i don't necessarily so i just want to say thank you because we could hear your noise tonight I didn't, you know, it's nice to hear that. And yeah. yes, you have to feed off us, but hopefully we've given you something the last two games to build on, to show you just a glimpse of where we're going. And we've got to build hard and we've got to add to this group going over the summer. But things like that today, those results, those performances will show people just who Birmingham is and who Birmingham want to be. You know my character. My character isn't to sit and just be just to be passive in this league. My character is that I might be fighting against multi-millionaires, mm. but my job is to try and beat them and I have to find a way the girls have to keep training hard and hard and hard don't get above yourself because you beat Manchester City no. we've not won the World Cup we need to ensure that we work hard because we've got to do that against every team then where you are in the table will reflect on your performances thank you for the fans because you're brilliant you're great hear that noise every week and we can give you that I hope that we can do that and finally, uh, up in the box today, Phil Neville, uh, you know, he named his, his first squad earlier on this week, his first experience down here. Obviously, you know, I could name every single player on that pitch today, but a mention again for Jess and Aoife, you know, who were probably the unluckiest to miss out on the squad, and I thought they were absolutely tremendous again. I thought they were excellent. I think you know, you're watching us every week, mm. our consistency levels between those two players. Jess needs to keep her consistency, but Aoife's consistency has been outstanding. Again, Meg Sargent, before she went off, yeah. outstanding. And I think I look at that and I go, look, I'm not here to make Phil pick his team. That's not my job. My job is to help him and support him with the players we have. And I think we're doing that. I think the players are doing that. So what I'd like, if we can, is somebody just to take a little bit of a look and a little bit more interest. We might be in the middle of the country, but actually with a heartbeat of the country, so we need to make sure that these players, because I think they deserve their opportunities sooner rather than later, maybe not for the She Believes because it might be too early if Phil's got to see what he's got, mm. but I definitely think he needs to call them in soon to see what they're like because they deserve it. 100%. Once again, as ever, thank you very much, Mark, for your time. Thank you very much. Cheers. Ahead of the game, one enforced change for Birmingham. It was obviously Hayley Ladd who went um, off injured against Man City on the weekend with a calf strain. Sarah Mailing came on. Uh, Chris spoke to Sarah after the game about the result and her hopes for the rest of the season. 
Sarah, 2-0 win over Man City. What a massive boost for the team. Yeah, we're really happy with the win. Um, obviously, we played them on Sunday. We thought we should have done better, actually. We should have won. So we're so happy today that we've finally beaten them after so many games against them. And obviously, you know, they've made a couple of changes, but it's still a really, really good, strong side and experienced, you know, international midfielders. And you, you were in there with Marissa. How difficult was that with, with you two against those three? Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be difficult against top-class players like that, but that's what we want to do. We want to challenge ourselves against the best and I think we did good today and we kept talking to each other and yeah we think we did all right in the end and did you learn lessons from Sunday's game you know obviously coming so close and and taking that into today yeah I think it just added more more fuel to the fire if if that could happen because we've lost against them so many times drew against them and and we, we really did deserve to win on Sunday so we just worked harder as I said added fuel to the fire and yeah got the win that we're really happy about fantastic and uh, for yourself personally you know, you've been in and out of the side to come back in tonight in that central midfield role do you think that's your best position and going forward for the season is that where you'd like to stay yeah um, I like playing midfield obviously you get a lot of the ball um, in spring series I played wing back which I enjoyed as well it's just about finding the right position I thought I played okay today and hopefully kick on from there and in terms of injuries you're, you're you're all okay now you're looking forward to a, a, a injury free run to the end of the season yeah all injury free now thank god and uh, yeah we've got a month off now so time to prepare for the next batch of games in the next month brilliant thank you very much sarah thank you Looking at the game then, Chris, obviously going into it, we were confident we played well on the weekend and only one change. So Mark obviously had confidence in the team, but were you surprised he didn't make more changes given how how hard they had to work for that 120 minutes on the weekend? I was thinking about this. Earlier. I think if we were in a, a run of fixtures, you know, so we had another game this weekend and then maybe the weekend after, I think he might have looked at it a little bit more. But the fact that we've got a long break now until until the next game and I think he wanted to keep that momentum you know from the Sunday you know we were we were a little bit unlucky and you know we gave as good as we got on on Sunday and I thought we matched them and it it felt like a bit of a sea change um and obviously last night he wanted to he, he wanted to keep that going and he wanted to give those players that were desperately unlucky on Sunday another chance to 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 break that hoodoo and beat Man City and and to be fair you know, he mentioned in in the interview I had with him afterwards, we outplayed them. We also outlasted them as well. You know, they've been a full-time side for a long time now. They've got all the resources they could possibly wish to have. And for over 210 minutes, we outlasted them. Our fitness was better than theirs. You mentioned Ellen White, Rachel Williams were running their socks off even in the last 15 minutes of the game last night. And they looked shot. They looked absolutely knackered towards the end of that game. Full credit to the the coaching staff that have got Blues into this position, but more importantly, the players themselves, because they're matching the the physical ability, you know, the fitness levels, along with the quality now, and and it's shown over the last two games. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we didn't play our best against Chelsea a few weeks ago, but obviously, since that Sunderland game, which was a turning point, I think. It was their lowest point, probably. And they've since then, they've picked it up and they're really trying to prove that they are who they are. And obviously, it's coming to fruition against the likes of Man City in this game. You mentioned Rachel Williams and I, that we'll have an, an interview clip for you with her later on in the show. She talked to briefly about... She's, she's still got a job on the side of football, Chris. She's doing plastering on the side still. And yeah. for someone who's working long days doing that and still having the energy to play two games in three days... And putting in the amount of effort that Rachel Williams puts in, it's just unbelievable, just like Ellen White, isn't it? Yeah, and do you know what? You're, you're bang on with her work, right, as well. She 
she run. I, I don't know the stats, but she must run. Her levels are outstanding. It's not just gentle jogging all over the place as well. You know, it is full on, full on sprinting. You know, she got a yellow card with about half an hour to go, I think, last night. But even then, she was chasing after the likes of Scott and Christiansen, who were trying to get Man City back in the game, and she wasn't giving them, you know, a second's edge for someone that has played up front for for a long, a long period of her career. You know, she's. She's dropped back into the into the three behind Ellen, you know, seamlessly, and and I think we found a, a position for her there where she can she can get forward to support Ellen, but she also works hard and gets back and where we need to be. We, we've got a strong three person midfield as well. I think Rachel's work rate has been has been something that's been picked up on since the WSL started. She just wants to play football. She's desperate to to challenge for every ball and she wants to win everything and and that's the type of person that she is as someone chris who hasn't listened to this interview that i've done with rachel you you're you're bringing up a lot of things that she talks about in this so Uh, (laughs) so you're going to enjoy that when it comes in later i'm in serious serious danger of knowing what i'm talking about (laughs) i know it's 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 like you've been watching this game for a long time now chris We're going we're gonna to quickly go over the goals in the game. Obviously, the first goal was Ellen White. It was a back pass by, I think it was Abby McManus. Played yes, it, it back was, towards yeah. Ellie Roebuck. And obviously, Ellen White, she knew where, she could see where it was going before they did. The pass was short. Ellen White finishes it with a plump. What did you think of the goal, Chris? Yeah, I think it was um, young Morgan, uh, the, the right back, who passed it back. But she passed it back to McManus. Okay. Um, and she miscontrolled. But like you say... You know that that goal was coming because we were pressing them so high, and it was clear they were desperate to try and play out from the back and and use Roebuck as much as they could. Um, I think it was yeah, it was BT and McManus who were the centre halves, and a lot of the time they were they were going wide and and offering you know giving giving themselves as options for Roebuck to play it out short, and Kira Walsh was dropping short. But you know our pressing levels were really really strong in that first half an hour and. And like you say, I think that the goal was coming. You could sense that that sort of thing was going to happen. And, you know, obviously it's McManus's error to, to let the ball slip through under a foot. But Ellen's, Ellen's there. And, you know, that was, that was testament to, to the way we played in that first half hour. You know, we, we didn't give him a minute's, a minute's space and, you know, any, any time to breathe. And, and any mistake that they made, we were going to punish. And that's exactly what happened. Absolutely, and given that Man City had a warning on the weekend that how hard we were going to work for the ball and how they they were pushed on the weekend, they had their first. It was, I I was corrected on Twitter about this. It was they'd already had like one or two maybe yellow cards in the whole season, and they got three in one game against us. They were clearly rattled at the weekend, and they didn't learn from that. And obviously, they've been punished. We get the goal because they're being rushed into making a decision, and they made the wrong one. Yeah, possibly a little bit of arrogance, you know, that they think that you know that that they can come to us and. And just play the way that they play normally, and 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 they'll get their rewards, and nothing will change. Um, whereas we've shown that we we've stepped up a level. Uh, I thought we stepped up another level from Sunday. You know, I thought we were good on Sunday, but I thought we stepped up again last night, and we're even better. If it wasn't sure it, we, that we had it in us, you know, like you say, only seventy-two hours after the game, but they they just thought that they'd carry on playing the way that they play and. Because they don't lose games, you know the way that they play. But obviously, they made the mistake at the back, and and we go one nil up, and 
and they've got to come out and, and try and try and have a go at us then. Yeah, absolutely. And they had, I think one of the main chances they had was uh, there was a ball cleared off the line some point in the game and there was uh, one that hit the crossbar. They were very late on though. I don't remember a massive clear-cut chance that they had in the first half. No, and obviously um, Ellen White could have got a... Well, she did get a second one eventually, but there was a second one which was chalked off for offside, Chris. Uh, what did you think of the incident? Yeah, we were behind the goal, so I don't like to you know, conclusively decide whether it was onside or offside. It looked pretty tight, but, uh, you know, that come from a free kick. Page whipped it in and, and Ellen stabbed it home. But the, the linesman's flag's gone up pretty quick and um, there wasn't a massive amount of complaint. So we'll have to go with the linesman. She also had a chance in the first half as well where where she went through. McManus stuck with her well, uh, managed to get a block in uh, when she pulled the trigger. That was another example of how far we've come and how far we've stepped up that we had far more clear-cut chances than I did last night. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, if people can picture this, I was um, at my darts this week um, on Wednesday. That's why I couldn't make the game. But I had it on a laptop and uh, we were watching the game. And, I, and as soon as that ball went in for the second goal, I well, I, what I thought was the second goal uh, before it got chalked off. <laughs> yeah. Just me throwing my arms up in the air and then someone pointing out that there's a flag and I just like collapsed to the chair and it was yeah <laughs> that was very similar behind the goal as well actually <laughs> I bet I bet it was um, yeah. obviously Alan White wrapped up the game in um, emphatic fashion this is one this is perhaps one of my favourite goals of the season for Blues yeah yeah Izzy Christensen loses the ball to Jess Carter who wanted it more she turns on the afterburners and she's gone she's going down the pitch. She controls the ball well. She holds off the players who are trying to stop her. Releases a lovely ball to Emma Follis, who takes it past the defender. Gets it across, and Alan White flies in to finish the goal, Chris. What did you think in real time when you were there? I couldn't couldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, really, because as a, as a football supporter, um, you know, especially as a blue supporter as well, I'm, I'm quite a negative football fan. Um, and, and as Jess is breaking away... You know, we're one 0 up at home to Man City. Jess gets to the halfway line, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, just go down and win the free kick now. You've done you've done the hard work. Just just win the free kick and regroup now. But she keeps going, and you know, credit to Emma Follis and Ellen White as well because Jess has Jess has bombed down that pitch, and somehow Follis and Ellen White have managed to keep up with her. Follis has, has stayed on side. She's bent it round Roebuck. It might have been sneaking in anyway, but you know, and they're on, on the back post is Ellen, who, like you said, about Jess wanting it more in the tackle against Christiansen on the edge of her box. Ten seconds later, Ellen White wants it more than any of the Man City defenders, and it's 2 0. And it's a goal that will, will live longer in the memory again, you know, in such a big game. And the way that was constructed was perfect counter attacking football. Overall, Chris, the, the last three days have been uh, a massive step forward for Birmingham City. And obviously, as I put out on Twitter, it's a big turning point now because Birmingham know that they can beat one of the best teams in Europe. And with that confidence, knowing that they can do it, it's it's, it's one thing thinking you can do it. But when you've done it, it, it it's a real big uh, difference, isn't it? When you when you know you can. Yes, without a doubt. And and. I think it's up to the players now, you know, as much as they fully deserve their their moment to soak in this victory finally over Man City. It's, it's their hard work now that, that decides where we go as a team from here. You know, do we want to be the team that beat Man City once or do we want to be the team that keeps challenging and, you know, we don't have to worry about relegations. We, we're, our aim is towards the top of the table. You know, that's where we want to be. 
to be fair to Mark, you know how many times we've we've interviewed him. He's said it over and over again. This is where he wants us to be. This is where he's working for us to be, and the players are working to be. And you know that hard work has to continue to make sure that this wasn't just a, a glorious one-off. That that we can have many, many other nights like this. Absolutely. And as a team who over the years have known for almost getting somewhere, getting to a final, not quite going over the line, but getting to a final, coming second in the league, it's it's that last little bit that we just need to find and then we'll be a really successful team going forward. But it's nights like last night that, that help you become that team. You know, I think it, in your interview that you did with David Parker, you know, until you actually have those moments... You don't understand what it means to win them. You know, he, I think he said about the, the FA Cup final, you know, his, his focus was there's going to be many, many more of these occasions, whereas actually you know, you've got to keep working and you've got to make sure that there's more of these occasions rather than just, you know, assuming that they're going to come along because you've done it once. Let's not assume that this is, that this is Blues as a top three team now. We, we've got to keep working and... And the players have got to work and the fans have got to stick with them. And between us, make sure that we're, we we stay in in the challenge for, for trophies and, and league titles rather than just hope that it happens. Absolutely. The work, the work continues to be made. And obviously, as players get older, as they get more experience, they're going to get even better and better. Chris, one final thought on the game. Obviously, there's over 800 people at this game. That is a massive crowd, especially for a midweek game. What do you think brought around the increase in attendance? Um, possibly it's half term up here. So, you know, it, it might have been the fact that you can bring your kids and not have to worry about them going to school. You know, the next day there, were, there was quite a few... Um, football teams around that it look like youth, youth teams that come along but yeah I, th- I think it comes in the news you hear about it the Blues have played well against Mass City were a little bit unlucky and that they're playing them again three days later it might might have attracted a few people to say okay we'll go down and have a look you know but listen it, football any sport really if you're successful people will want to come and watch you and and I think you know, if we keep winning games of football, if we're up towards the top end of the table rather than the bottom end and, and get into later stages of cup competitions, then, then more people will be interested in coming to watch us. We will finish this week's show by hearing from Birmingham City's Rachel Williams. She considers herself a midfielder, Chris, and she became a striker under the suggestion of Marcus Bignett. Uh, where do you think her best position is? <sighs> Five years ago, I'd have said, if you're playing in midfield, you're wasting her. But after the last, you know, seeing her come back into the Blues side, rejoining Blues and coming back in, you know, the way she she has that position as a number 10, if you like, you know, what one of three number 10s behind Ellen White. I, I think that is a position that she can she can play for a number of years now. Um, you know, her work rate, her energy levels, you know, she, she could get forward to support Ellen or whoever is the striker. But she's also got that that strength and the committed determination to play as a midfielder as well. So I think, I think where she is now is perfect for her. Um, and she compliments everybody else around her in the team. Absolutely, Chris. Uh, Rachel became the 2011 Women's Super League top goal scorer in her first spell at Blues. 
I began my conversation with her by asking what's changed since her first time at the club. There's a lot of things that changed. Um, you know, it was totally different under Marcus and Mark's come in, got his own way of wanting to play. Throughout of all the uh, WSL, we've proven that we're good at defensive, but Mark's come in and he's like, you know, he's all about the new side of stuff, wants us to pop, wants us to play and be confident and uh, start playing the football that we know we can. Ellen's been injured there over the last year, um, so you've had limited time playing with her, but um, how good is it to be playing with her again on the pitch? Yeah, brilliant for us. Um, you know, she's finally back. It was a bit of an ongoing joke that we was cursed that we weren't going to play together because I got injured, she got injured, then I'm back and now luckily touch wood that we're both back fit. Uh, I've played with Ellen at not, so I think been about the last like three four years I've played with Els and working out that new partnership with each other that Mark wants us to do it's going to get tinkered each game of course but for me and Els we've both got great work rate we'll both run all day for the manager for the team for the girls and we just enjoy playing together. You were great against City today obviously you were great against City in, earlier in the season when we when we should have beat them we could have beat them again at their yeah. own ground um, what is it about playing against City that brings the best out in you? I think everyone always assuming that we should lose or we're the underdog I mean, for me, like, there's no difference. At the end of the day, they're 11 players, we're 11 players. Yes, they've got a big budget. Yeah, they've got better facilities than us. They're going to recover better. But at the end of the day, like what we always say, it does not matter if, if each one of our girls give that 1%. That 1% across the whole team is a 24% chance that we can improve to beat the big teams. And um, we just raise our games. We're just sick of being the victim. And there will come a time where we're going to be the ones on the end of that winning result. Having lived through the demise of Notts County, are you hopeful that a fully professional league will work going forward? I hope so, and then I can finally stop working. He's trying to do the plastering and obviously the training and be a full-time player. It's hard work, so yeah, just every year has proven that the WSL is getting bigger and better. You know, more people are investing in it. We're getting more fans. We're getting more players, like especially younger girls, watching us. Being we're role models for them, and they want to get in a play. So hopefully, it's just going to get better and better. In 2011, you were the top goal scorer in the Women's Super League. What was that season like for you? Awesome. I mean, I'll, I'll never go back on that. That year was my best year, and I couldn't have done it without the players and the staff around me that year. My season this year has changed. I mean, I'm playing just behind the forward. Um, but I've never felt pressured to score. And that, that year, I was, I've never been a forward. I'm a midfielder. And that year, Marcus just asked me to go and be a forward and do a job. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And we did really well. So I just, I'll play anywhere. As long as I'm playing, I'll play anywhere. I'll even go and goal if I have to. The fans know um, pretty much everything there is to know about you, Rachel. But is there anything else you, you, you can think of that they might not know about you? The fact that I'm half Jamaican. People don't realise that. So it's a bit of a secret. When I tell people that, they're like, oh, really? Yeah, that's probably about it. People, haven't, people are shocked when I say, yeah, my dad's from Jamaica. They're like, well, where's your afro? I'm like, you don't need an afro to be Jamaican. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Chris for joining me. You can find him on Twitter at A-W-C-A-I-B. And you can find me at Craig Hadley. That's with a double E at the end. And it's also thanks to Jazar for allowing us to use his song No Control in our intro and outro music. You've been listening to The Great Since 68 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us so you can receive the show every single week as soon as it comes out. Just search for Great Since 68 on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and any other podcast platform you may use. If you prefer to listen through SoundCloud, be sure to give us a follow on there so you can get notified every single week when the episode is out. You can also follow the show on Twitter at GreatSince68. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, keep right on. <laughs>